episode 14, Beer Mageddon. Still recovering from that that one. <laughs> the Hump, episode 14, Beer Mageddon. Welcome to The Hump, your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brett Bowen. Chad Bielan. And uh, you're not kidding. And I have a bad note right in here. We're just back from a, not not Europe in here, but it felt like Europe. Yeah, I mean, we covered Three, a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground. But back, yeah, back from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that tonight. It was a beer explosion. It's yes. one way to uh, one way to refer to it. So, and what are we drinking tonight? Well, this is one that you got at uh, at Promotist Brewing Company, good brewery. Uh, it's their Let's Go Daddyo Double IPA. Yes, Drew. Drew was really pleased that we were drinking this because she calls me Daddyo. Oh well. So she was like, "What? They named the beer after something I." They call you. It looks like a picture she drew on the label of the can. She's a better artist than that. Yeah, Grant. That now Grant. On the other hand, that might be his handiwork. Yes. Yeah. That might be. I haven't even tasted this yet. Ooh, that's nice. Nice Mm. and frothy. Kind of reminds me of a New England a little bit. It is. Mm. Wow. Frothy. That is good and frothy. Hmm. So we're going to talk at length tonight about our trip to Minneapolis and the beers that we consumed, or at least the places we visited. Yeah, I was looking at the copy, man. That's an impressive list. Yes. This is episode 14. Let's put it this way. We hit more beer establishments than what episode we're on. Yeah. Like, how long were we there? Like, two weeks? Yeah. Uh, Three days. Three days. Two and a half days. (laughs) And that half day nearly killed me. Yeah. Yeah. So, we hit the ground running. We did hit the ground running. So, um, what are we toasting this week? I want to toast you. I'm going to give you a toast. So, the before we went to Minneapolis, you celebrated a, a birthday. It wasn't really a milestone birthday, no. but it was a it was a birthday nonetheless. Hey, they're all a milestone at this point. They Just are. Make it one more year. Truly, yes. And toast you for that. And uh, we went and threw axes. Yeah, blade and timber. Blade and timber. And your axe throwing skills, I mean, you struggled for about five minutes and then solidly you locked into consistent form. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just repeat the same motion every time. So you did a nice job of that. Man. Stuck the bullseye quite a few times. It was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. We're going to go back. We're going to go back. I think we're going to take the kids. We'll take Grant back. I'm not sure that Drew's ready to. I don't know if I trust her with a hatchet just yet. No. I don't but, think so either. Yeah. No, it's a cool place, though. I mean, uh, it would never have occurred to me that there are places like bowling alleys that you can go and throw axes, and they did a good job. Nice, well done. Yeah, it was really well done. When Beck and I did the blog post about that place, see, we the first time we went was in February, and we hadn't been back since till we went a couple of weeks ago with you guys. Yeah. And, but it was towards the end of February, and then we ended up writing a blog post about it. A lot of the feedback we got was how expensive it is to go there and throw axes, which is probably on some level it is a bit pricey, but Oh, it's pricey. 
but you can get some deals there too. Like if you sign up for their newsletter, you can go for an hour and do it for 10 bucks, which to me, or an hour and a half even for $10, which to me is about the same as go and see a movie. Yeah. So anymore. I just struggle a little bit because like, it was like, I don't know, 150 to rent a lane for 90 minutes. There's probably not $150 worth of materials in this. Like you pretty much need sheets of plywood and a friggin' hatchet and you're done. Low overhead. Definitely low overhead, but you know, hey, it is what it is. I had fun. I do it again. Yep. Jay, have you done it? You haven't gone throw axes. Uh, I used to. I used to actually like shoot bow and arrow stuff like regularly. Okay. But I don't do anything. You like don't that. do anything like that anymore. It's a good time. They have to. Uh, they have one in town center now too. I feel like how do you do that? How do you throw an axe with like they train you beforehand? Oh, you get a little bit of coaching. Okay. Pretty brief. It's very brief. It's very brief, but as long as you follow the three rules they give you, what were those? Well, I got reminded of them all the time because I was breaking them constantly about don't bring the axe actually outside of the lane. That doesn't help you throwing. That's just not making sure nobody loses a toe. Yes. Yeah. But the other one is, you know, as long as you're doing it overhand and you you just release overhand and you're not comfortable with them more than that, then just do that and you're good. Do you have to sign a waiver? Yes. You do have to sign a very lengthy waiver. waiver. I think I'm going to go pro. I mean, I don't know what kind of I think paychecks you should, in it. But. I think you should try a league, at least. Like, you should try a competitive league. You were hitting the bullseye oh, nearly yeah. nearly every time. Yeah. yeah. Nearly every time. So. I would, you know. Now, I have no lumberjack in my family history, but I could throw me an axe. You could throw me. That was, speaking of Lumberjack, that's the other thing I like about that place is I don't know how they get ESPN the Ocho in the building, yeah. but they're showing constantly like those Lumberjack, lumberjack competitions. competitions. Yeah. I love those, man. It's hypnotic. Watching those guys with the hot saws and the, you know, just having to chop up a huge log in as many, you know, as fast as you can. Or repel the trees. Like, I love the tree race. We haven't even touched on log rolling yet. That's no. entertaining to watch, too. Oh, yes. Very entertaining. So we toast our axe, your axe throwing skills. The other thing, and I know we toasted him last episode, but I want to toast him again. I want on, um, what day was that? Was that Saturday or Sunday? Over the weekend. It's all a blur. I think it was Saturday. We went to go visit Hunter and Renee's yeah. new little spud. Congratulations. Yeah. Cute so we'll guy. toast them again. Very cute little guy. He likes me a lot more than Hudson. Well, you know, we won't hold that against him. Yeah. So, yeah, likes me a lot more than the older. Nice, nice family. That's uh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah. And then at, immediately after that, since we were in the area. Got to go to one of our favorite dives. Yes. So I dragged Becca with me to downtown Lee Summit. Dragged? Well, she, I didn't really have to twist her arm. She goes, you do realize that this visits during nap time. Oh, her nap time. Her nap time. Yeah. Not the baby's nap time. We're confusing things now. It's, it was her nap time. She can sleep on the way home. It's a good 20, 30 minute drive. And I think she did maybe after, particularly after I, they had CBS on tap. Mm. Founder CBS. So I made her try it. Love me some Canadian breakfast now. Yes. And then they had a couple of their home brews. There was one, it was a, uh, Wheat cherry limeade that I mm. particularly enjoyed. It was a it was a gosa sour. All right, and it's hard to get a hold of. They're crowler. They were selling it in crowlers, but it was eighteen dollars. 
That's steep, man. That's very steep considering. These were eight. A lot of these in Minneapolis were eight. Eight. Well, and then when That's I did fun. the three fur, remember, they would end up being six bucks. Yeah. So. Buy in bulk. Buy in bulk. That's right. Buy in bulk. That was hilarious. We'll get to that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> we, we did, in fact, buy in bulk. But the other thing, I'm going to cheers the uh, toast, the folks at Fringe. We went in there. They were doing Christmas in July. So one of the brewmasters was dressed as Santa Claus. They sweating were, his bag off. Sweating his bag off. He was running around downtown Lee Summit, driving in traffic. They were giving away donuts, doing white elephant gifts. It was hilarious. It was a whole thing. Like people were yeah. all in. I love that place, but it's not very big. No, it's not big. I know. Was it packed? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much packed. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, and they're like, "Don't you want to take a picture with Santa?" And I said, "Yeah, fine. I'll take a picture with Santa, but I'm not going to sit in his lap." And like the guy, the other guys was like, "Please sit in his lap. That'd be so awesome." <laughs> I'm like, "No, <laughs> that would not be. Yeah. That would not be mm-hmm. awesome. That would not be awesome." I don't know who that would be creepier for. Yeah, Santa or you. Yeah. So, and then you got to toast. Other than uh, those two big things. I'm very excited. I mean, it's it's a local thing. It's a Kansas City thing, but. Friday. Oh, yeah. Western Auto Sign gets turned back on. Let's do that. A little iconic, yeah. yeah. Been talking a little bit about that. Yeah, there's a building downtown. It's got this humongous Western Auto. It's, you know, who knows how old, a long time. And it's been burnt out for like 10 years, and they just went through, replaced them all with LEDs. So the Kansas City skyline will get lit up with a old friend this weekend. Yes, it will. Did you ever, growing up, did you ever shop at a Western Auto? Because I don't think any of those still exist. No, they don't. But yeah, I've they been all in, got bought I've been in okay. Yeah. okay. I just remember vividly growing up in O-Town, in Olathe, the one on Santa Fe. Yeah. There was just, was that Ridgeview? I think it was on Ridgeview. On the north, yeah, the northeast side of Ridgeview and Santa Fe, my dad would drag me in all that, because he refused to have anybody work on our cars other than he would work on the Work on the cars. Yeah. And I was the, you know, I was the designated tool holder. Yeah, exactly. You just stood there for hours. And of course, you probably had him the wrong one. Yeah, often. Yeah. No, I said Phillips. Yeah, exactly. All right. Don't you know what a Phillips head is from the half flat head? No, I don't. Yeah. I'm a kid. Well, and I thought I was being smart. You screw that up enough times, they'll ask you to stop doing it. But no, my old man was stubborn in in that good way. It's like, you're going to learn. And you, you're dense, but you're going to learn here. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to learn. So Probably better built for a computer than a car. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I've repaired some things in my car. Not sure they run right now. I wouldn't let you touch my car. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Other than the uh, Western Auto sign lighting up, which that's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. To, yeah. I'd be like an old friend comes back. Yeah. yeah I'm excited. You know what's cool about that, too? Did you see the bundles they're putting together? Because at first, you and I were kind of dubious of the, the fact that they were selling the bulbs. They're selling burnt-out used bulbs. They're selling yeah. burnt-out used bulbs. Not going to get in line for that. Sorry. They're bundling them with a piece of original Western Auto sign art that was done by a local artist. Mm-hmm. And the proceeds all go back to the restoration and the continued management of the sign. All right. That's smart. Yes. So I'm like, you I'm like, I don't really have a need for a bulb. But then when I started doing a little bit more digging on what they were actually going to do with the bulb, I'm like, okay, I can, I can stomach. Somebody's got to, somebody's got to pay to keep that thing maintained. 
So I think it only costs like forty grand to like redo the whole thing. So I don't know. I have no idea. LEDs can't run that much, so no. But you've got to think about structurally too, not just the bulbs, but structurally. That's not my problem. Not your problem. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just telling you, the money's going to something right. halfway. It's not just somebody pocketing it. I hope. So, what else are you excited about this weekend? I well, when we were in Minneapolis, we watched a ton of World Cup soccer, and yes. it's wrapping up. Yes. Watched a little bit today. Well, I watched quite a bit today. Did you watch quite a bit today? Yeah, okay. Yeah. The office clear out for that today? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Croatia. <laughs> Croatia took care of business. They did. Who were, you, were you rooting for Croatia? I was or? pulling for Belgium yesterday. Yes. That didn't work out. Yeah. So um, I, I just don't like the French. No offense. You know, like French don't get it. This so. isn't a reflection of your visit. Your no, I didn't like the French different. before I went to France. But. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, I let saying, me see how much. Let's see how 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 much I can corner you into not. If like I was going in forty eight hours ago, I would have said I would love to see a Belgium England final. And okay, I'm not going to see either. Like, well, I'll see them in the third place game. Yeah, you'll see them in. You'll, but um, yeah, it's France and uh, Croatia now. You think Croatia has a chance? Yeah, they got a puncher's chance. I mean, shit, they've gone to extra time four games in a row. So. Um, yeah, they got a chance, but France looks pretty tough. Yeah, they look really tough. They locked Belgium because Belgium they had quite a bit of offense. Belgium's so like the third rated or third ranked uh, country in the world. Yeah, like Belgium's really good. France is really good too, but France just seems to be getting hot at the right time. They locked it. They locked Belgium down. I mean, they're just destroying everybody. So mm. yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'll be rooting for Croatia. Yeah, they got so. a puncher's chance, but. I find it ironic too. It'd be awesome to have a former Soviet state, like yeah. win win the year that it's held and and not rush out. So yeah, no, I, I think so. I think that'd be a beautiful a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I watched today too. I was it was awesome to see how aggressive Croatia was after you know the first twenty minutes or so. Yeah. So. Well, they got down early, so they had to. Yeah. You know. Get the equalizer. Yeah, they had to put it in gear. Yeah, we'll see if I'll be able to watch. My nephew's invading and staying the night on Friday. Mm. I want to go to the Jason Isbell concert instead, but I have a feeling that. You're going to be a good uncle? I'm going to be a good uncle. And my six-year-old nephew, I'm going to try and keep him from killing Grant. Well, the third place game is at 9 a.m. on Saturday, and the championship's at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Are you going to go somewhere to watch the games? Uh... Just watch it from the house. That's good enough. Okay. I'm not painting my face. I'm not, you know. Sorry. Wearing a kilt. Well, Ireland's not even in it. So. Well, Scotland. Well, you can decide to wear a kilt just for just and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> not going to wear a... <laughs> go with the t-shirt. Either, so. Yeah, go with the t-shirt yeah. off. Okay. All right. So, the other thing that's going on, I don't know, it, it, do you read the pitch? Uh, yeah, Keep an eye on it a little bit. And their awards? Yeah, you saw their awards. Yeah. It's annual. It's kind of interesting to look at. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Their annual awards. So the the annual, and it's not the pitch anymore. They just changed their URL too. Well, we saw the new owners or whatever at uh, Milwaukee. Denver, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, a couple weeks back, they changed the URL to the Pitch KC. I think they probably sold the former former domain, mm. but they're doing the annual awards. 
considering we don't have 10 episodes out, I don't think we should probably lobby to uh, be best podcast in Kansas City yet. But, oh, that's uh, a category? Yeah, it's an actual category. 2019. 2019. Yes. We're coming for you, Coach yeah. KC. So. Whoever wins this year, yeah. brought you back. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to nominate, and I'm sure they've been nominated already, but the chalkboard. Yeah, guys the chalkboard. Kansas City, I'll probably nominate them, too. Mm-hmm. You listen to them at all? No. No? Okay. But the chalkboard guys are good guys. I'll probably throw in a nomination yeah. for them. They're deserving. They're like nearly 100 episodes. We're not exclusively Kansas City either, but... No, but... Yeah. Be good to love our hometown. Yeah, love our hometown. 2019. I like the way you're like yeah. the way you're thinking. So those are going on the deadline. If you want to nominate somebody for podcast or uh-huh. best or best barbecue or they're I think there are about sixty categories that span well sixty individual opportunities to nominate that span about five or six categories. They cover about everything. Yeah, they uh, best DJ, best local TV personality, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Probably not going to get nominated for best DJ either. No, I didn't know you. Were... I scratch a little bit. You're in. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have to have to have you show some talent around here. I'm gonna have to get. Uh, a you're the freestyle master. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll rap. I'll do the scratching. You can. I'll, I'll rap if you. Yeah, oh god, I'm, mortar, I'm gonna mortify yeah. my children. Children. We could go viral, but in the wrong way. I told right you now. that story about Grant's little girlfriend, right? We were playing, somehow DMX came on. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was rapping, and she had never heard DMX before. Mm. You know, and DMX pro- is prominent in the Deadpool movies. Oh, yeah. So, and I love DMX. The rapper, I love DMX, not necessarily the person. I think he's a felon, if I'm memory serves. He's a nice felon. A nice felon, sure. He's probably a very likable felon. But anyway, I like his rap, like his music. And so we were listening to it, and uh, Grant's little girlfriend was was like, isn't that you? Talking to me. Like, I sound like DMX. And I said, if I sounded like DMX and I looked the way I look, don't you think I'd be exploiting that? You're pretty good, Mr. Bowen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. mm, Up in here. Up in here. Yep. All right, so... All right, you bring the DJ equipment, and I will bring the lyrics next time. Done. All right. <clears throat> lyrics Although my turntables are in the shop, but hopefully I'll have them back by next week. <laughs> oh. All right, you ready to talk beer? Yeah. Well, we probably need to give a little background on how this all came about. So. Yes, because it was... It was spur of the moment. It was, yeah, surrep- yeah it was surreptitious at best, yeah. Yeah, it's- Things happened on my calendar. I got moved around. I ended up with like a six-day off block of time just before, or well, just before and up to Fourth of July. And uh, I don't know. I was getting antsy. I didn't want to like spend it in a staycation. So we went out and had a few beers one night. Throwing well, it was we were throwing. throwing axes. Yeah, it was your yeah. birthday. The day after your birthday, we were throwing axes and like, what are you doing this weekend? You're like, I don't know. You want to drive out to Minneapolis and just, you know, kick it for a few days? I didn't think it was going anywhere. Didn't think it had any chance of happening, but you were, you were down. So I was, I was game. We threw a big ass cooler in the back of my car and off we went. Off we, off we went. Made a little stop in Des Moines. Yeah. Little joint. Shout out to Des Moines and Mullets. Mullets. That was Mullets. some good breakfast. That was some good breakfast. We normally don't stop for roadside breakfast. Yeah. We got up at 6 a.m. to roll. And to roll, and I promised you that it was good breakfast. 
It's funny how those trips go, though, because you and I were all talkative on the way there. You know, it happened the same way when we did that road trip in September. So you and I knew Minneapolis was going to be a destination we would both enjoy because we were there last September. Right. With our wives. But it's funny how those com- how the a road trip goes. So, you know, on the way there, you're so excited. You're fresh. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Vegas. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about life. There's a LeBron watch going on. We've got so many things to do. Yeah. And then the drive home is like... I got nothing to say. I got... Like, (laughs) I got 400 miles in front of me. Like, let's just bang this out so I can go home and take a shower and a nap. Or, yeah. Who was was interviewing... uh, Oh, who was the interview we listened to? Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. It was uh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Yeah, Stern was interviewing Seinfeld. Like, you and I learned, so we were so attentive to the Stern-Jerry Seinfeld interview. That was great. It was like 90 minutes, too. I'm like, I ain't got to talk for 90 minutes. (laughs) This is pretty damn entertaining. Let's just roll with this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I would laugh occasionally because Stern would say, Howard Stern would say something and just completely off the wall, and Jerry Seinfeld wouldn't know how to react. He's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. I think you and I were like, do you have to pee? I don't know. You got to pee. All right, let's pull. Yeah. I just wanted to cover some ground and get home. But <laughs> and cover some ground we did. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking. You had the, on the copy. There's like I put the half list. a page list of all the places we went. I mean, we knew we were there last year, and we knew they had a pretty awesome craft beer scene, but... We went to, like, a ton of places we didn't even go to last time, and I was blown away. And we still have only scratched the surface. Yeah. We went to 15 places, and we still have only scratched. So while we were there, I grabbed two copies of, they have the the craft beer the beer scene, they're so prominent, they have their own magazine called Crowler. And it feed, they have all the you know the, all these article articles about all the new places that are yeah popping up. And by my count, just a quick count through the Crowler magazine, the two, seeing how many different places I counted more than fifty. That's nuts. More than fifty. So we hit like a third, and we didn't even go to St. Paul. Yeah, I know. So and there because there are probably another solid fifteen just over in the St. Paul area. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean. Uh... We went to that, what was that one place? It was, uh, I'm trying to see here. Oh, McKenzie Pub. Yep. It was just kind of a craft beer Old pub. Old Scottish, Scottish pub. And we were talking yeah. to the bartender, and he was obviously plugged in, and we're like, oh, you've been to Head Flyer. And he's like, no. No. Like, yeah. there's so many good ones, like, they, you know, locals don't even know about them. Yeah. It, well, that, what he said, he told us, he said there seems to be a place or two opening every week. Yeah. That's how that's how expansive the scene is there from a craft beer standpoint. And by and large, everything we tried was really good. What I thought was cool, though, because you and I about a third of the way into the, you know, the tour, we as we were talking with people, we, you know, definitely at McKenzie, we started asking people, hey, if you could tell us three places to go, what three places would you go? And it maybe wasn't that formal. It wasn't necessarily three, right. but it's like, where are you top? Where are you top? You'd ask. Where are your top places? And it seemed almost uni- uniformly agreed upon that, like Dangerous Man, is made ev- almost everybody's top three list, which was pretty cool because you know that was one of the reasons we went back with the cooler. Literally, one of the reasons we went back. Like, yeah, their beers are spectacular. They are spectacular, like across the board too. It's not like you know they're places to do 
you know, well, we do some good IPAs or we do some good sours or whatever. Like, they do everything good. Yep. And Dangerous Man was number two on my list of top beer places of 2017. Beat only by Prairie Artists and Ales, but that had a little bit of a kicker. They yeah. kind of pushed them over the top. I think 2018, they might move up to the top. They might move up to the top because I brought home almost as many cans of that peach milkshake IPA as I did the peanut butter pork. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a big-ass cooler. I mean, it was really good-sized. And, you know, Crowlers are definitely oversized cans. They take up much more space. And I think between the two of us, we had, like, 28 Crowlers. That sounds about right. Like, it was nuts. That sounds about right. Diane's like, are you splitting this with Brent? I'm like, no, this is my... My half of the booty, and you know, yeah. Well, because I thought I think I brought back nineteen all by myself. It may have been thirty, yeah. Because I I know I brought back eleven of Dangerous Man's beers alone, at least. Pretty spectacular. I was gifting them. Yes. So, what were some of the other highlights? There were fifteen in here. I'll tick through the full list. So, real quick, there was, and these aren't in any order. Whatsoever. No ranking. No ranking. Well, they're not even in the order that we went to them. Well, the first day, I love how you and I stair-step travel, though. Because same thing where we did this when we went to New Orleans in January. It's like the yeah. first night. It's Like you said, it's Vegas, oh, baby. Man, we're like, let's hit it. You know, and we, we stay at like 3 a.m. that night. Like That's maybe the... I've stayed up to 3 a.m. like twice in the last five years. You know? And that was one of them. That was one of them. That was one of them. And then each successive night when we were in New Orleans, it was like... Yeah, and then it got to two and then one, like, you know. Yeah. But Well, in Minnesota, it was the same thing. It was kind of like 1 a.m. Well, it was maybe 12, 12, 30, except some dumbass set his hotel room on fire. Yeah, that was fun. And then we got a little earlier each night. Yeah. Although you were just in rapt attention of all the good Laker news that was going on. Yeah, so, I was so. loving life, man. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was a good thing. So, anyway, here's the beer list. Fierce, Fair State Brewing Cooperative, Head Flyer, Surly, the aforementioned Dangerous Man Brewing Company, Fulton, which we'd been to before, mm-hmm. really enjoyed their, their beer, Prize, Boom Island, which was some weird oasis in the middle of the hood. It's the only Belgian brewery in the middle of the hood. Yes. Very, very strange. Very, very strange. They don't have any lights. Like, it was people drinking beer in the dark in the middle of the hood. Maybe they want to attract attention to, you know. To the fact that they had a beer operation going on. And then you and I passed by some curious club on the way out that, what did that sign say? Push button for the sexual intercourse happening inside. Yeah. There was some weird pink sign. It was just called M's building. Yeah. All black. All black building. Windows like blacked out. Pink, Still don't know what it is. Pink sign, and then a pink sign on the door. It said sexual inter- warning, sexual intercourse happening inside. Yeah. Very curious. Not on Google Maps, because no. I was like, i got to figure out what this place is. Well, then you know me. I take pictures of everything while I'm out. So I'm taking pictures of that. And Becca's like, what the hell are you doing? Where are you that there's a <laughs> press button for sexual <laughs> intercourse? <laughs> yeah. That's a weird, weird one to explain. Babe, I've hit 15 breweries and I found a place where all you have to do is press a button for sexual intercourse. I'm not coming home. <laughs> now, that might be extreme. <laughs> all right, so Boom Island, 
Very curious neighborhood. Indeed, which is a really nice place. I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember Indeed now. Indeed. We only stopped in there for one beer, and it was probably the most hipster. Not the most. It was probably the most um, cosmopolitan. Probably the right word. Where they had the really nice patio, and then the puppy was there. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody was, like, sub-25, except for you and me. Yeah. It was packed. It yeah. was packed. And the beer was okay. The The space itself was cooler, I think, cooler yeah. than the beer. Or better than the beer. Uh, the Free House, where we had some good food. Inbound. Finnegan's Tap House, which that place was a... Talk about curiosities. That place was a real curiosity. Yeah. Because you and I, I mean, expansive, gorgeous space. But the on the way drive home, we were looking that place up. And the story behind that place is really interesting. So they're very cause-oriented. Mm-hmm. They got started with one. The guy was telling me this, and you noticed this on Untapped, that they have one beer that's like their Irish ale. Yeah. Their flagship. Their flag, Yeah. And really well regarded, been around for forever, and then all their other beers are new, and that's because they essentially, all their proceeds prior to, like, setting up the uh, brew pub, went to charity. They went to fighting the homeless in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Yeah. And they did what's called a reverse food truck, where they would actually collect food and then take the food to people in the city. So really cool story with Finnegan's Staff House. McKenzie's Pub we talked about. And then some other brew pubs that you can find here or there across different cities. So these aren't the originals per se, but Hopcat and City Works. Yeah. And then is it Modest or Modest? I call it Modest. But Modest, I'm probably saying which we're which we're drinking now. So if you if you were to kind of name like some highlights out of that, what what were your highlights out of those? I mean, uh, I really like Prize. They had that weird feather bowling game where it was like bocce ball except like in a in a half of a tube, you know, and you basically roll discs. Very similar to bocce ball, but just uh, a uh, Minnesota twist to it. But uh, that was a cool place. That was a cool place, yeah. Uh, I thought Head Flyer and Fair State were great. And, you know, Surly's kind of, I would say it's kind of their boulevard of Minneapolis, maybe that in Summit. but Yeah, we didn't go to Summit. Yeah, we didn't make it there. But, yeah. Um, no, there's a lot of really cool places, like, Maybe it's just because their summers are so awesome there, but, like, every place there has, like, a cool outdoor space. And that's what I – I mean, going to a brand-new brew pub, sitting outside on a beautiful day and having a beer, just hanging out with friends, talking, like, that's that's a good day in my mind. Yeah. And you're right. There were a lot of those places that had – like, Surly in particular. One, we didn't even talk about – at Headflyer, we ended up running into one of the – getting to meet and talk to one of the designers of that yeah, space. Yeah. Just complete serendipity. I think her husband was pretty proud of her as he should have been right. Talking about yeah. what'd you guys think about that? He was asking us what we thought about that space. Yeah. And, I mean, the people there, it's a lot like Kansas city, you know, we're just like, you know, good Midwestern people. And, uh, they could tell we were from out of town. I don't know. We look you know, too tan or something, but, um, don't have the accent. Don't have the accent. And, uh, just, you know, Hey, where you guys been? And they're like, well, you guys, Hit some good places. Yes, we did. Yeah, Surly, that outdoor space at Surly was just phenomenal. I mean, yeah. they had the cornhole you know, pit set up, all the tables. Have movies out there. I mean, they're smart. They get people to come for two, three hours and watch a movie and drink their beer and eat their food. I mean. Yeah. 
that head flyer space, you're right too. It was, it was pretty phenomenal. It was pretty phenomenal. I'm trying to think what. So Fair State. So Fair State's where we had, they had a bakery next door. Yeah. It's like the perfect hookup. They make these awesome homemade pretzels. We sell pretzels and beer. Soft pretzels, soft hot pretzels and some beer it was pretty. And Fair State's pretty interesting too because they have rotating brewmasters. Mm. So I don't know if you noticed I didn't that. that. They had a wall on the wall. On the wall, they were showing this month's brewmasters. And so the beers, I'm, that's one of those places where I think you would want to frequent. Frequent because they probably have a guest brewmaster from a different brewery, which would make sense if they have so many there. That's kind of a cool yeah. idea though. Like, you know, it's not like you're pigeonholing yourself and now we do sours, you know, like it's never going to be the same, mm-hmm. which is kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I love them. They're all good. I mean, yeah. If they suck. Then the, yeah, oh, yeah. If, well, if they suck, they're only there a month, too. It's, I mean, that's... <laughs> when does August get here? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you, you, could, uh, you could close that up. Shit. Brewmaster sucks. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, those probably... So, Dangerous Man, obviously, like that. I've been to that place four times now in the last nine months. So, that's certainly a highlight. Headflyer was just cool. That whole that whole operation, really small, but yeah, interesting place. And we kind of found it before even some of the, like you said, fun before some of the locals. And then, uh, yeah, Fair State. And Surly, just a massive, yeah. massive space. Just really that well seemed Everything seemed brand new there. Like, it just seemed like they just opened, but I know they've been there for a while. Yeah, they've been. But again, very reminiscent of Boulevard yeah. from, a design, from a design standpoint. Just even the feel, just the feel of the space, which we're both wearing our surly, surly, surly t-shirts to, I today. I it's appropriate because quite often I am surly. So. Yes. Well, I just like the colors on this. Yeah. I just like being surly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's no. It is no. Khaleesi. Just <laughs> call it like I see it, man. It is no. Speaking of surly in the gift shop, so... Uh, Hunter and Renee, their baby, I took him the... Uh, oh, the bib? The bib. Yeah. Took him the gift. They go, and Renee was like, oh, how sweet. You were thinking of the baby while you're drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know me. Oh, so. That's nice. Like, yeah. 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 Still have got it. you the the dog collar when we were at Ron Bauer Vineyard uh-huh. and, you know, Napa. I mean. Got a baby bib wallet. It's exactly. your baby bib. Yeah. So, yeah, Hunter's... Hunter's baby got a baby bib from Surly and a onesie that uh, there was a little theme. The onesie, Charlie Hustle, Chief's onesie that said it's never too early to tailgate. So he can wear both. Put the bib on, get some Kansas City barbecue. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stylish kid. It's, yeah. It's a hard-hitting, hard-hitting baby. So... All right. Any final thoughts about our our trip to Minneapolis? Any any tips for folks that uh, are traveling to Minneapolis to drink beer? I mean, that city. Um, <laughs> I go ahead. Go ahead. I, I love Kansas City. God, I love Kansas City. But like, um, and I don't. To be honest, I'm not into the weeds to know their their city politics and whatnot. But good God, it seems like that city's got it going on. Yeah. They have a relatively new, you know, arena. They have a Relatively new baseball stadium. They have a brand new football stadium. They're building a brand new soccer stadium. And then they have public transit. They're light rail, like just snake. There's two lines, the, the blue and the green line, and they just kind of snake through the city and 
It's really easy to get on and off. I mean, it's the weather in the summer is spectacular. Like I said, I've never been there in, in January, so it may suck most of the year. But well, I would, I, I could spend summers in Minneapolis easily. Uh, likewise, I mean, well, you know, Beck and I went there and took the kids in March, yeah. mid March for spring break, and it was still snowing to the point there was almost a foot of snow. Yeah, I don't so, think that's uncommon. Pretty much from October to. April. Yeah. They, so the, there's a window you really don't want to be there unless you love snow. Mm. But to your point about the mass transit, I mean, we, the last time we were there, we took the kids and stayed near the Mall of America and took that line to downtown. And again, their mass transit, that line goes all the way from Mall of America, which Mall of America's practically across the highway from the airport. Yeah. So you, you land, you get off the airport, you can jump on that rail system. And go from the airport to, you know, to downtown or even St. Paul. It goes all the way to St. Paul or probably beyond. So it's, yeah, it is. They, they really, you and I were commenting about that. Just from a uh, development standpoint, they really thought about the infrastructure and thought about really how, smart. People, yeah, how, how, how people move. I mean, again, it's, I wish we had, you know, maybe a similar situation. It's just so not like all their sports venues are right there in downtown. Like, uh, I, I wish we had that little envious. Yeah. It was, it was funny when I got back, you talked about the one tip because it was kind of interesting. Folks asked me, they're like, um, uh, well, I hope you took Uber thinking in the same context of living here. And if you try and do tap tour here, you, you definitely have to do an Uber. Yeah, that can to get, get expensive. Around. It can get really expensive. And we only had to take Uber in the three days. We really had to take Uber, what, three, four times? I mean, three, four times? Yeah, we were walking or took the train. or. And one of those times, it was really just so we could get all that beer back. Yeah. From it, Dangerous uh, Man. I could I could walk the mile and a half, but I have, you know, 14 crowlers on me. So yeah, I have, a case of, I have a case of crowlers. I don't really want to shake them up for an hour and a half. But yeah, really cool city. Yeah, very, very cool. All right, well, if you have any other places in Minneapolis, we're going to be going back at some point. It's pretty clear. So if you have any tips about Minneapolis, definitely share them with us or some other great beer cities. matter of fact, I was having beers with a designer friend of mine last night. She was one I was bringing beers back to. Yeah. And she sent me this list of, like, the, the five best beer excursions in the country which I've flagged and I need to go read. So I haven't read, I haven't read it. It, it could include Minneapolis. It could, could include Portland for that matter. Um, another good beer city. Yeah, another great beer city. So, but in the notion of staying local to Minneapolis and beer Maged- or beer Mageddon, this week's Triple D discussion is, was submitted by one of the barkeeps mm-hmm. at Headflyer. Yes. So you and I had a quick discussion. Part of the point, I said, well, I'm going to make this a working trip to some extent. We're going to need to brainstorm some additional triple Ds. And the guy was like, what are you talking about? And he went, oh, this is fun. So he <laughs> said, let me, get, let me give you one or two. So we had a quick discussion with him. So for folks who don't know, we threw out a scenario and discussed whether that scenario is a dick, douche, or dumbass move. And the bartender at, uh, at Headflyer threw out, this week's Triple D move. So if somebody walks, what do you call someone who walks wide on the sidewalk so you have to jump into the grass or worse the street? So they either get big or 
they walk side by side. Yeah. If it's two people and not single file, forcing somebody who's coming from the opposite direction to then have to move into the grass or even worse, the street, which can be really dangerous. What would you say about that? Which I will tell you, this is an affliction, not only in the street, but also having spoken of the mall of America, they must run into this constantly because mall walkers will do that. But it's not like one or two. It could be five. Yeah, like five like teenage five girls. Five people walking wide, that's, you know, 10, 12 feet. Like, yeah. Punch it up, man. Like, Looks like a penalty kick in soccer. Yeah, exactly. They're setting up the wall. Uh, this this one that actually could be any of the three. Most, uh, you know, a lot of them are destined to be one, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to target it to dumbass. I think people are just generally unaware that they're slow and walking. This is me. Yeah. I, you're right. I think any one of these, I think it would lean more to the dick or the dumbass route. I think people are just generally, in this scenario, I'm with you though, I think generally they're unaware of, they're just thinking, oh, I want to stand side by side with this person right. so I can talk to them. And not, I'm not being conscientious of the person that's coming in the opposite direction. I mean, I liken it to the, the moving walkways at the airport. Yeah. Like, get your ass to the right. If you're not walking or if you're just... Which, they have signs for that at the airport. And so people put them on all the sidewalks, too. You could put them on all the side. That seems a little expensive and excessive. But you would think that airports, maybe people need to go through airport training before they're allowed out on the streets. I just think most people in general are self-aware that there are other humans on the planet. Approaching, you would hope. Yeah. Beck and I encounter this even in the neighborhood quite a bit when just walking the dog. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm always aware, and I'll merge, you know, tuck in behind Diane if we're walking, and it's not hard. Yeah. Newbie and I encountered this even, yes, yeah, it shouldn't be hard. Newbie and I even encountered this on the 12th Street Bridge trying to get home from Boulevardio. Yeah. It's like, hey, ladies, you don't want to jump out of the street on that. You'll get, no. You'll get clipped. You will get clipped. And I saw a dude almost get clipped because he was like, screw this. They're walking slow. I'm going to bounce around, try and bounce around them. He bounced on, and he was a quasi-athletic. You know, I wasn't going to try and that. Probably quasi-drunk. And quasi-drunk, yeah. That's when I get athletic is when I get drunk. Yeah, that's when the, the 40-year-old parkour kicks in. Yeah, over 40. Over 40. Over yeah. 40. And we walk by that spot in Minneapolis, too. There's a spot. What street's that on? Do you remember? Uh, Washington? Sure. It sounds good. It's on yeah. Washington Street. It's over by Lolo. Now, what's the name of the restaurant? The Loop. the Loop. It's over by the Loop. It's east of the Loop. There's a bridge there. And that's some of the best over 40-year-old parkour yeah. in Minneapolis is right there. Yeah, you can definitely get, like, minimal air there. Yeah. It's nice. It's set up just the right way where you don't blow out any muscles or joints. You don't have to hit it too hard, but, you know, you still look mildly cool, like... People think it's slow motion, but it's actually in normal speed. <laughs> it's, it's on a grade. Yeah. It's, you're good. Yeah. It's over 40 parkour. It's over 40. All right. So our going back to our triple T. So having to jump into the grass or worse, the sidewalk for us over 40-year-old parkour, we're thinking dumbass. Yeah. Jay, what do you think? I say in my head every time this happens, I just say, I'm like, you're dumb. Like, in my head, like, I don't say it to their face, but I'm like, you're dumb. Like, move out of my way. You know what I mean? I can't, and you can't do anything about it. You can't, like, you can't interrupt. I don't know. It's just an awkward situation, and I agree, like, 100%. 
So you, that's an interesting twist, though, is you can't do anything about it, or does it elicit a dick response? To it yes. Does. <laughs> Their dumbass move results in a dickish response, like, Cause, <laughs> cause and effect. Get them out of the Clearing way. The throat or oh. heavy footsteps to let them know you're right behind them. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's a good call. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that next week. Next week, the repercussions of your dumbass move results in me being a dick. That happens. That happens to Beck all the time. It's Which, a chain reaction. It is a chain reaction. We're going to talk about that next week because right. I. Becca encountered one at the grocery store this weekend that is just classic. All right. We need to find the perfect scenario where a dumbass move by a douche results in a dick response. <laughs> the trifecta. The trifecta of all of them. All right. All right. That's the challenge, folks. If you can hit that chain reaction, let us know. If you don't have anything else, you good? Uh, I am more than good. You're more than good? And I'm more than good, except I probably need some more beer. All right, that's all for us, folks. Thanks for hanging with us. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the He Says, She Says KC Facebook page and like, follow us if you haven't already. Remember, you can catch us live on Facebook and Instagram almost every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. Also, check us out on the He Says, She Says KC blog, and you can subscribe to us or rate us. Leave us a comment if you like. We'd like that. On your favorite podcast platforms such as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Take care, everybody.